a Radio 191 FM podcast. I'm joined by Barnaby Ware from, uh, well, Fly My Pretties this morning. Morena to you, Barnaby. Hello, yeah, good morning. How are we Hi. today? Yeah, good. Hey, that's cool about South Splash and uh, Timaru. I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, he- it's heading south. It's amazing. That's good, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, the, m- the more they can bring down south, the better, I say. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good, good, good show. Yeah, cool. Radio, uh, Fly My Pretties, uh, the studio recordings part one. Uh, you're never been one to shy away from uh, big undertakings, Barnaby, uh, but this one, I think, maybe has to take the cake. Uh, record made over the course of a year, uh, 25 uh, wonderful collaborators, um, the cream of the crop, really. Um, why flip the format on its head? Yeah, yeah, I guess um, I guess we we did this because, look, um, we, we have six live albums, and usually the former produced kind of format is to, you know, do a bunch of shows and record all of them and then put out the album of new material. That's what we've done in the past. Um, this time, we, I was, you know, we were thinking, look, man, we've got these great songs, which, um, you know, we never really, we've never done a studio version of some of these songs, like um, 80 Dicks, Get Out, or, um, or even My Bag of Money, or whatever like that, so... It was just a, a chance to really hone in on and, and, and make the best quality record of some of the best of um, the songs that we've we've done, and and it kind of is catching up with ourselves in a way. Um, it's great for I think our fans because they just get to hear, you know, the full subtleties of um, you know the art of recording, which is which is harder when you when you're doing it live. You, you're stuck with the takes that you've got, and then you then you kind of go about making the best mix with what you've got. You're not adding um, the layers, you know, that aren't there um, because that would be, you know, that's not the, the point of it. So, you know, it's just a, a great chance to do songs like Singing My Soul um, finally in the studio is slightly older people mm-hmm. with a lot more experience <laughs> under our belts and um, in, a, in a studio environment, you know. We haven't done that before. So, yeah, we've, we've, we've gone around the other way. But, um, look, I, I think that... It's like I mean the, the the magic that you have in, in the live recording is 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 not there, but the but the magic that that is in the songs that's always been embedded in the songs is really there, and so you know you get a lot of that a, a big helping of um, hi-fi kind of um, stereo goodness, you know, when you put it on. So it's really mm-hmm. trying to do justice to the songs, and and that's why yeah that's why we've done it. We want the people to hear the fans to hear the version that the artist hears in the hits, as it were, you yeah. know, as opposed to live yeah, in the audience. Um, you know, I mean, it's ten songs on this record. Uh, it's part It's part one, and we'll get to part yeah. two later on. Um, but, I mean, how, you've got six albums to choose from. You've got some wonderful songs, and, and every song has got to be one fan's favourite, you know. Yeah, you, you know, so. <laughs> yeah there's um, potential for... There's definitely three volumes that we're going to do. Um, and, you know, we're still... This is not like a best of scenario really it's um it's trying to just give you the best version that we can do that we can do in the studio but um there's a lot of material yeah basically you're right and um uh, it's quite hard choosing but um but you have to do that and um and here we are but you know there's still lots of room for um new material you know in the future years um which start working on new songs and and having some new guests and stuff so Mm -hmm. so there's lots to work on It's, it's hardly um it's more of a new beginning really for us what was the response from the crew um, when you said uh, the next one will be um, a, a studio record? Was everyone on board straight away? Um, well, you know, not everyone was totally on board straight away. It took a little bit of convincing for some some people, like um, you know, my, my friend Sam Scott. Um, he, he wasn't that into it, um, into recording quite girl again. Um, you know, fifteen years later, whatever, and that's fair enough. But he came around and and um, and actually he was really pleased with the result. You know. Um, 
the, the version of Quiet Girl that, that's there, which wasn't like a big Slimer pretty hit, really. Um, I mean, we love it, but um, it's just a great chance for it to be represented in such a kind of cool um, studio version. So we did that in, in one day, um, later on in the piece, and he's really pleased with it, you know. Um, and it just means that you can um, you can really do what we, you know, what we kind of missed out on doing in the live scenario all those years ago at BATS um, when we were a lot younger and less experienced. And um, But, you know, the, 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 we're setting the song here, like the, the version of the song is, is great. It's a great song. So um, that's what we had to do. We just had to play it. And it felt it felt good. I mean, I know it's slightly weird going back um, mm. but, um, with some of these uh, lyrics and, and meanings and stuff. But, but you know, the song just is a great song and it needed to be recorded properly in the studio, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fly My Pretties is a proper live band and there's a lot of bands that are, are, are live bands and they go to try to capture a live feel in the studio. Um, mm. You know... But I guess you've gone the other way around. You're trying to capture a, a, a studio sound for a live group. That's an yeah. interesting take. Yeah, it is a bit, bit strange. Um, you know, one of the cool things about that, though, is in, in being older and you know, it's years later from some of these songs, we played the songs a lot more since 2004 or whenever, whatever year it was that we um, first played the songs. So, you know, they're really um, kind of uh, as part of your muscle memory, and, mm-hmm. um, and so it means that you can make it groovy really quickly you know you're not um you're not learning the songs um you, you're just refreshing them in your mind and um and so the band you know just locked into gear and, and made it really a joy because there's not that stress of oh are people going to like these songs because they're already kind of well-loved songs so yeah it was a real joy actually just in the studio the different times that we we did it with the, with the band um just going oh we know how that goes let's just lock in and keep the tones right and, and just do you know three or four takes and make sure that we've got that that great groove happening and um, and the tones all correct and and um, and, and sounding fat and and um, so that was like yeah different to say when you're doing when we're doing a Black Sea album a new one and the songs are not tested and we haven't really tested them out much on the road and mm-hmm. is that kind of unknown whereas in this case you know we're playing Garden Anaconda's Garden and um, we know it's a great song we know that um, everyone knows how to play it and so you just ooze it out kind of thing it was it was cool it was cool to have it come together you know nice. Now, I mean, every every, every uh, track has different nuances every time you play them live, and you probably had, um, you probably played a song one time and thought, that, "Man, that's the best we've ever played that track live. That's that's amazing." Um, yeah. So, did you have any idea of how you wanted the tracks to sound when you went in the studio, or um, did you know did the did the sound of the tracks kind of just come out? Yeah, in, um, in no, the... I did have a, a, a bit of a guide. Um... You're right. Like over the years, different little little um, developments happen in the song, so mm. it's about kind of adding some of those, but without taking away like the main groove of the and you know tempo and stuff of the original track. So we're trying to stay true to the original as well as, but you know, record it properly. And um, yeah, the, the, the kind of tone you know for the album in terms of the, the you know the spectrum of frequencies and stuff like that, which is a thing that I think about as a musical director guy, is. Um, you know, fat and warm and, and, and not too bright and punchy, but, you know, over the years we used to just throw so much dirt over everything, and, mm-hmm. and that's that's cool for a while, but then, you know, sometimes you listen back and you're like, oh, that, we've been a bit far with that distortion over the drums or whatever <laughs> it is, you know, so we just I just wanted to be a bit more um, well thought through and gentle with some of the effects and the treatments of um, the grit, and just, you know, just peer a little bit of that back, but um, maintain, you know, the... Um, meaning of the song and not get too carried away you know it's not a chance um, to just 
go crazy on the layering too much. If it's unneeded, you don't, if you don't need it and you don't record it, you know, it's just like record only the um, the essential elements that make the song um, pop and, and um, you know, you'll, you'll hear, you know, say, for example, example Bag of Money um, is different to the original version because the original version was one acoustic, one bass, um, one electric and drums and, and keys, whereas, you know, there's a few more layers that I wanted to, for people to hear and the drums sound real fat and, you know, it's just a much deeper kind of reggae groove and, um, and so there's a lot more to it. So, but, you know, the song itself is, is the same. So, um, yeah. but yeah, it's just better. You went into surgery to do this. There's probably no other studio you, you would have rather have done it in. No, I have to, no. yeah, I have to say, um, it's the only place where I think just the spirit of Fama Paris is, is still very much alive with, with Lee, mm-hmm. people on the, on the, um, on the board. Um, look, he's, he's honest and he's, um, He's got great solutions for getting tones, and if he thinks that something, you know, I'm being a dick about something, he'll just say, you know. So it's it's really it's really cool to have that honesty and to have that um, opinion. You know, he's not he's not um, he's really patient basically, and so he'll let you do your ideas, and then if it sucks, he'll tell you, you know. Um, yeah. And um, and that's great because you know even though you know you're paying for you're not paying just for yeses, you're paying for um you know you're paying for the best result, and yeah, he's got the tone of the project he knows that it's yeah. kind of very much lee and we've worked together a lot but this time you know it was more of a joy because we're not fixing you know like the, the snare let's just say that the second snare mic came off halfway through the song and you know, <laughs> we've got this mix that we have to fucking you know fix you know so we're not fixing in the mix where we're literally just trying to you know carefully layer the best um you know layers of audio for to make the best um Best possible song, you know. Yeah, and he's got a he's, he's got a big job to do. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of members, and I guess you want to you want a certain yeah. cohesion cohesiveness with the record, right? Totally, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of what this is about as well as um, not just to hear the version from inside the artist's head, as it were, but um, you know, to, to have that consistency in the recording, mm-hmm. and um, for you to be able to put this record on, turn it up, and and just go. You know that's not from different years. This is all from from 2019 or um, in late in 2018, um, and this is the current best version. You know. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And uh, and uh, I know New Zealanders, and I know they'll be putting it on, and I know they'll be turning it up, and I think everyone's going to be pretty stoked that you've done this project, Barnaby. So yeah, um, thank you. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, happy release day, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah it's been a long time man. coming, but we didn't rush it. Um, you know, we did it a long time, and um, but you know, it feels like the right thing to, to do for our fans you know and yeah looking forward to some feedback and whatever you know and, and part two yeah we're looking forward to part two as well. well barnaby thank you so much it's always a pleasure to have you on the show thanks man yeah stoked yeah and i think um, usually i'd leave it up to the artist to pick the song but singing in my soul just has a pre- special place in my heart so yeah i'm man. gonna choose it, it. Does in a lot of people's hearts yeah it's a great song it yeah. is a great song age is a fantastic writer um right once again thank you so much barnaby uh, enjoy the rest of the release day uh and hopefully we'll um we'll hear part two uh soon yeah good one man and, and main next year yeah fantastic all right thank you Matt. thanks a lot cheers Barnaby Weir there, of course, uh, the conductor of the band, Fly My Pretties. Um, the Studio Recordings Part 1 is out today. You can find it on um, all good streaming sites and buy the thing uh, straight from Loop Recordings. Go to their website, We Love Loop. Uh, this is Singing In My Soul, a song from Age Prior, as done by Fly My Pretties. And you're on the one, 91FM. Thank you. 
was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.